We just wrapped up recording with Anthony Robles, who's a, a former Character Combine speaker. I think he spoke three or four times. He's a NCAA wrestling champion from Arizona State University. He's an author, a speaker, uh, ESPN analyst, and a Jimmy V Award winner, amongst other things. Uh, yeah. Soon he'll have a movie out about him. Um, oh, cool. He does. We were we joked about that a couple times on the podcast. It's we were saying like, oh, you're not busy at all. At all. <laughs> the exact uh, opposite of what's true. He's incredibly busy <laughs> even during this quarantine. Um, right. But just an incredible guy, incredible athlete, um, and just, it was a lot of fun talking to him. One of the nicest guys, just like Mark Munoz. These two dudes are monsters and can beat you up, but they're just the nicest right. guys. Right. Well, and just their outlook of just competition and life and how to handle adversity and resiliency and just mental toughness is just amazing. So, I mean, I can't, I mean, just, I mean, I can't, I, you you guys just have to listen to this episode. It's, it's really good. I mean, that's all I can, I can go on and on about (laughs) all the cool things he said, but you guys just have to listen to it. If you guys obviously know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen to it for sure. Cause we cover everything from his, his story, his background to, Pull up breaking pull up records and the upcoming mm-hmm. movie. So to hear all that, yeah. you definitely want to check this episode out. So yeah, uh, we're gonna shut up yeah. and let you get to the episode. Yep. Yep. <laughs> See ya. See ya. <laughs> now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine. Character Combine. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, you ready? When he goes beyond the scoreboard, the scoreboard coaches, coaches. I want you to have the type of voice, type of voice that your athletes will hear decades later. Decades Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. And I am Deb McCollum. And today's guest is another Combine favorite from the past. Uh, it's Anthony Robles, the NCAA wrestling champion, author, speaker, ESPN, wrestling analyst, and Jimmy V Award winner, uh, along with a, a bunch of other stuff. How's it going, Anthony? I'm doing well, guys. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah, we appreciate you taking the time out of a, a crazy busy schedule. Even during this quarantine, man, I feel like you might be one of the most busy people we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm blessed to be busy, you know, just trying to, to stay active. And uh, j- I like to challenge myself. You know, I'm always trying to yeah. improve in different areas, whether it's in my speaking, uh, just, you know, physically, uh, I'm always trying to get better. So, uh, you know, I try to keep my mind occupied and my body as well. That's awesome. Well, I want to say, I think one of the, your first year speaking at the combine, I want to say it was 2011 was actually my first year working with the Character Combine. And I want to say it was one of your first speaking engagements, too. I think it was right before the Jimmy V Award, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's correct. Actually, 2011 is when I graduated Arizona State. So it definitely was one of my earlier speaking events. And you know, I just remember I had such a fun time at the Combine. I mean, just the, the energy there, the other speakers, you know, the, the athletes that were there and just sharing uh, just that message of positivity and, and being unstoppable. Uh, it was really special. And, you know, it was a great way to, to kick off my, my motivational speaking career. That's for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, no, we, we loved having you there and everybody loved uh, hearing you speak on it. And it's just, again, I'm just amazed at how like far you've gone. Like you were at a huge stage at that point. And like from then and now, until now, it's just blown up even, even more. It's crazy. So uh, we love seeing what you're doing, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you, guys. It's, it's been a fun ride so far. Just enjoying the journey. <laughs> awesome. So uh, awesome. Deb actually has some warm-up questions that we'd like to start our guests off with. So Deb, what do you have for Anthony today? Yes, I do. Well, before the warm-up questions, just how are you doing with all of this, with this 
pandemic, COVID, there's so many names for it, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how are you doing? How are you surviving? Are you hanging in there? I'm hanging in there. You know, I think I'm like everybody else where I feel like this kind of came out of nowhere. You know, it's like right. life was going and, you know, I had things really rolling the way I wanted to, you know, I mean, this is kind of the prime time for speaking events. So my calendar was full with that. And, you know, I remember in March, we're getting ready for the NCAA wrestling tournament. So I was doing ESPN commentating. And mm-hmm. I mean, all of a sudden it's like one week and then bam, you know, it's like stay at home. And I mean, my schedule is just cleared up from speaking events and it was scary. You know, I mean, uh, speaking is my main source of income and, uh, commentating as well. And that just got wiped off the calendar. But, uh, you know, one of the things I'm always talking about is, you know, you have to focus on what you can control in your life. You know, we're, we're always going to have challenges that pop up. I mean, right now we're dealing with a huge one, but, you know, mentally you got to focus on what you can control. And that's, that's your attitude and that's your approach to the situation you're in. And so that's the, that's the, the way I'm taking it. You know, that's what I'm trying to do and keeping busy. You know, I mean, I wake up every morning, I, I get a workout in, try to do something productive, whether it's work on speaking material, uh, you know, I'm actually getting ready to, to hopefully launch my own podcast next month and just, oh, just things nice. to, to stay active, you know, and, and uh, just move forward. Very cool. Very wow. that, That's going to be an awesome podcast. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I can't wait, oh man. Gosh. I can't wait. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's one of those things, you know, you never know. I mean, life, it, it can take you on some weird twists and turns, but you know, if you make the most of the opportunity that you're in, mm-hmm. be it, uh, you know, it might not be, uh, you might have the, 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 the odds stacked against you. You know, you might not be in the situation that you particularly want to be in at that moment. But, you know, if you can find the best in that situation, then that's how you become stronger. That's how you grow. You know, and so for me, it's like this extra time not traveling and not doing what I'm used to be doing, you know, just just speaking. I have that time to reflect and build more material and, and you know, focus on building platforms like a podcast and things like that. So, uh, you know, you just got to make the most of your situation, you know, turn, turn the right. negative into a positive as best you can, you know, move. Wow. Well, yeah. the. Well, this has gone gone off to a great start. That was awesome. <laughs> I know. We can, we can good words. Stop, yeah. Stop right now. We can stop right there. <laughs> that's, that's too good. <laughs> no, no. We want to ask you way more questions than that. Yeah. But um, um, so the first warm up question I have for you, and these are just silly. They're not meant to be difficult. Um, cool. Well, one one of them is meant to be difficult, but that's just because I'm mean. But the first <laughs> two are supposed to be easy. So the first one is, um, if you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Just one meal that you could think of? Pizza, pepperoni pizza, for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I mean, you know, that's, there's so many other things I would I, I love to eat. But I mean, pizza, I could eat that like multiple times a week, without a doubt. So pizza, good, there's choice. something about pizza. Pizza is just my weakness. I can't tell you how many frozen pizzas I've bought from Safeway. <laughs> and I just make that for dinner, lunch, breakfast, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing pizza's big, the best. Yeah, pepperoni pizza, the deep dish. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm set. Yep. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. I like, I it. like it. Yeah. Um, second question. If you could be a host of any game show, what would it be? Ooh the host in the past i would ask what game show do you want to be in but i'm not, i'm going to ask you if you were to be the host what game show would it be hmm. like you would be a good host the host of any game show i would say either like american ninja warrior or that that new show with uh, with the rock that, that he's he's putting out there uh, titan games yeah, I think yeah. those would be fun. Yeah. You know, just being around some, yeah, I mean, some world-class athletes, you know, ask them to do some crazy challenging stuff. Uh, that'd be yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, that'd be cool. Oh man. You'd be That's perfect awesome. to that for sure. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. We'd love to see that happen one day. 
Heck yeah. yeah, I'd be down for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and the last question, um, I asked this to all of our guests, and um, what is, I call it your life song, like if you could pick any song out there that's already out there and recorded out in the world that kind of just speaks to you in your life or the season of the life that you're in, what, what song would that be? Uh, without a doubt, it would be Unstoppable by, or it's not Unstoppable, it would be Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. You know, that song makes oh, me feel okay. unstoppable. I mean, that nice. song, Simple Man, I remember honestly, when I was wrestling in college, you know, every athlete has their playlist, right? Uh, their, their pump up music. Yeah. So yeah. I'd have like, you know, my rap and my rock and that. But before I went out, like the last song I would play before I stepped on the mat was always Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. I mean, that song just fired me up. It, it got me in the right mindset and, you know, just the words you know, uh, of uh, a mom speaking to their, 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 their son about just, you know, being unstoppable, you know, about believing in themselves, about you know, doing something that, that might be hard. And, you know, what's the most important that, that by far, uh, you know, far and away is my favorite song. That's, that's my theme song right there. That's awesome. Perfect. That's a great choice. That was, that was quick. Some of our guests struggle with figuring out a song, but you had yours ready. That was awesome. Oh yeah. Good job. I love that yeah. song. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Well, you survived the warm-up questions. Good yeah, job. well done. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, the, t- the tough part's yeah. over, so now, now it's yeah. the easy stuff about you. Yeah. So, well, hey, man, I think uh, anybody who's fam- familiar with the Combine and then anybody who's familiar with you, they obviously know that you um, have a wrestling background. But if you wouldn't mind, can you t- kind of just explain your story, you know, how you grew up, where you began, and then how you got to the point you are right now? Sure. Well, uh, I guess to start out from the very beginning, you know, I was born – my mom, she was pretty young when she had me, you know, she was uh, in high school still. Uh, and I was born missing my right leg. And, you know, she had no idea that I was gonna be born that way. Not even the doctors were expecting that. So it was a shock to everybody. But, you know, my mom from day one, she raised me with this mentality to never let uh, this challenge become an excuse. You know, like missing a leg, we knew it was going to be hard. She knew it was going to be a difficult thing to overcome. Um, but she didn't want me to use it as an excuse to say, you know, I, I can't do things, you know, to, to not try things, to not believe in myself. And so growing up, you know, I, I did everything like every other kid, you know, I played sports. But I just remember, you know, always seeing things as a puzzle. You know, it was never that I couldn't do certain things. It was how can I do it? You know, and so I remember uh, just growing up playing different sports and being a normal kid. But at 14 years old, we moved from uh, California to Arizona. You know, I was born in La Habra, California. And so we moved to Arizona right before my freshman year of high school. And I didn't know anybody in Arizona other than my, my, my cousins and my grandparents. So I had no friends, you know. So that summer before school started, I was basically just hanging out at my grandparents most of the time. And my cousin lived with them. He was about three years older and he was actually a wrestler. And, you know, I remember living in California, you know, we talk on the phone every so often and he'd always ask me, he's like, are you, you going to try wrestling this year? You should try wrestling. It's like, see if there's any wrestling clubs around. And at the time I was, I was a, I still am a huge football fan, you know? So at the time I wanted to play football You know, I played flag football, uh, sixth, seventh grade, uh, played in ninth grade as well, tackle football. So I was like, no, you know, I, I want to play football. That's what I want to focus on. But, uh, you know, we moved out there. So I'm spending time with my cousin and, I just remember, he's like, hey, he's like, you know, so you're not bored at the house, just come to practice with me. He's like, come to wrestling practice. You can lift weights. We have a weight room connected to the wrestling room. You can just chill in there and watch. If you want to try, come out. And, you know, I just remember going and I remember watching them and they're doing their throws and their drills and stuff. And, you know, it seemed pretty cool, you know, but it didn't really spark my interest to actually attempt it. 
And so I just kept lifting. But one day his coach came in into the weight room. He's like, hey, our lightweight needs someone to roll with. You know, he's a 103 pounder. Will you wrestle with him? And so I'm 14. I'm small. I'm like 90 pounds. And, you know, I, remember I told him, I was like, no, no, thank you. I'm, I'm okay. I just want to lift. So, you know, he made nothing of it. He's like, all right. He's like, go ahead, you know, have fun. My cousin comes in a couple of minutes later. He's like, hey, he's like, coach told me he wanted you to try wrestling. He's like, try it. He's like, dude, just try it out. Let me, you know, let me know what you think. He's like, if you don't like it, I'll never ask you to try it again. He's like, I'll never bring it up. And so I was like, all right, you know, if it'll get you off my back, you know, <laughs> I'll try it. And I, so I went out there and I just remember literally getting my butt kicked for like two or three minutes and two or three minutes doesn't sound long, but in a wrestling match, that's like, it's full go. Like it's just full body, hundred percent. I was so exhausted. My body hurt. I mean, my mouth was all bloody because I was getting thrown around, but I walked away and it's like, from that moment on, I knew I wanted to be a wrestler and I was hooked after that. Wow. wow. That's crazy. I, did a couple, I mean, not, I mean, what you just said stands out to me just now because a lot of people in my, you know, you're obviously a natural born competitor because a lot of people, I think at that point would have been like, screw this. I'm not like, it's all bloody. I just lost like no way. Well, and then at the very beginning when you said, I always, you look at things as I can't do it, but how can I do it? I think that that is super impactful just for, I mean, just for everybody in no matter what stage of life. And so I thought that was super interesting that that's how you looked at things as a puzzle of how to do something and not, and not tell yourself lies of, no, I can't do this because of my circumstance. Yeah. I, you know, I really believe it's just, it's all in the mind, you know? I yeah. mean, if you believe you're capable of something, you can find a way to do it. You know I mean? I mean, there's plenty of people in, in, in history who have doing, done unbelievable things, you know, whether it's in sports, whether it's in, you know, in science, whatever. I mean, going to the moon, like all these people say it's impossible, but mentally, if you believe it, if you're driven and you're willing to, to put the time in and to, uh, you know, to grind for what you want, uh, you can achieve anything you set your mind to. And that's, uh, wow. that's the way I was raised. And, you know, it paid off for me. Wow. Yeah. When, and uh, I've never wrestled, but I've seen a lot of wrestling practices. And I can say that you probably chose the most difficult sport when it comes to preparing <laughs> your yeah. mind uh, to be mentally tough because it's just brutal. Like you said, it's, it's the matches are what you said, two to three minutes of just pain. And then you look at all the preparation that goes into it. I don't know why you guys do it, but <laughs> it's just, it's insane. I'm, I just get terrified looking at those workouts, but um yeah. So at what point did you, so was uh, Arizona state, was that always, once you got into wrestling, is that, was that your number one choice or did you have other places you wanted to go instead? Well, truth be told, you know, so I started my freshman year and uh, you know, as I got more wrestling, I know Arizona state's going to be upset when I say this, uh, <laughs> my, my, uh, the number one school that I wanted to wrestle for, as I got more into wrestling in high school and as I, I made the goal to wrestle in college was Iowa. I wanted to be a Hawkeye. Oh. And yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, there's actually some pictures of me in high school, you know, I'm walking around in the wrestling room and at wrestling tournaments, I got like Iowa Hawkeyes hat on and, and shorts and everything. And at that time, uh, Iowa, they were, they were, they were the wrestling program. You know, they were number one. They were the, the, the team that was pumping out individual national champions, team national champions, all Americans like crazy, you know? So like everybody to be a Hawkeye, you know, it's like, that's, that's where you go if you're a tough wrestler. And so, you know, I just remember, uh, you know, watching 
Hawkeye documentaries in college, in high school and dreaming of going there. But, you know, by my senior year of high school, you know, I was a two-time high school state champ, high school national champ. Um, none of the Division One colleges, really, none of them were even talking to me. There was only one school, and it was in Philadelphia. The other ones, they thought I was too small uh, to wrestle in college, number one. They thought I was about to uh, – I was wrestling 112 in my senior year. Lightest weight class in college is 125. Um, in college – I'd say it's pretty average for a wrestler to lose about uh, 10 to 15 pounds to make their weight classes. Wow. And it, it's, it seems like a lot it is, but like wrestling, you know, because it's, you're so active and, you know, in college, a full match is seven minutes uh, in high school it's six minutes. And that's just, that's nonstop. Yeah. You know? So like I would be in wrestling practice and without trying, I could lose three pounds. That's just from sweat, you know, wow. just, just that, just being so active. And I'm a smaller guy. So bigger guys, it's a lot more. So they said I was about, uh, you know, 25 pounds too light, 20, 25 pounds too light. And then the obvious, you know, they're like, you know, this is division one, you're missing your leg. We don't think you can compete here. Um, so I didn't get the offers like I wanted to, but, you know, Arizona State, uh, you know, talking to the coach there, he said, you know what? He's like, you know, you have great grades. We can help you get a, a partial academic scholarship for your first year. Um, if you can prove yourself down the road, we can give you a wrestling scholarship. They said, but right now, this is all we can offer you. We can offer you an opportunity to try out. And, you know, they're like, you know, take it or leave it. And, you know, I took it. You know, I, I wanted to be here in Arizona. This was home. Um, my family's here. I needed that, that structure behind me, you know, that they always supported me. And I wanted, I wanted them to be there for every match, you know. And I thought it was pretty cool to be able to say that I was a hometown boy, you know, wrestling for my home state. And, yeah. and uh, so I stuck around. Man. Well, <laughs> Well, screw you, Iowa. You missed yeah. out on a chance. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone from Iowa. I don't know any. That's I'm not. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. So that's just I, that was the that. first thing that popped in my mind. <laughs> well, <laughs> Iowa, they man, they uh, <laughs> they were intense, and, and it was it was funny how things worked out down the road. I don't want to jump ahead, but you know, I wrestled the Iowa guy for my finals match in championship. You know, the right. national champ, and but uh, you know, after it was all said and done, I remember I was I was in Iowa for like a high school wrestling tournament and I was doing a camp and this was my first time there since I had beaten their guy. And so I'm thinking, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be mad. You know, it's, this is, yeah. I was, you know, wrestling state, you know, yeah. like, like football, basketball are, are cool there, but it's, it's wrestling. And so I got walk in this gymnasium and like people are like looking at me and I'm like, uh Oh, you know, but it was cool. They all, they all stood up. They gave me a standing ovation. You know, oh, that's, and, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah. That's Iowa cool. people, they've always been so gracious to me, the yeah. wrestling family and, and they've been really cool. So didn't wrestle there, but you know, I still got their support, yeah. which is awesome. It's an honor. That's, that's cool. great. I don't know. I don't know if you've been, I've mentioned this for like the last four weeks, but I don't know if you've been watching the last dance with uh, the Michael Jordan documentary. I have. If that was Michael Jordan in that situation, that would have gone way different. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no, first of all, I don't think he would have shown up, showed up to Iowa to do any camp for them. Yeah. <laughs> So it just shows you're a much nicer, nicer guy than Michael Jordan. So, man, that's just, wow. that's crazy. So there's something, and correct, please correct me if I'm wrong, because I may be way off on this, but, you know, I remember doing research back in the day when you were getting ready to speak at the Combine. And I, I think I remember reading something about how when you were competing in college um, and you started just, uh, you know, just kind of run through the competition, there were some people that were complaining, saying that you're you missing a leg was actually an advantage. Is that correct? Unfortunately, yeah, it's correct. <laughs> which, which is wild because your whole mentality is like, no matter, no matter what my situation is, like I'm unstoppable. You're not going to stop me and there's no excuses. And these other guys 
mm-hmm. are making excuses, <laughs> but they have no reason to make excuses. <laughs> wild. So, like, what was that like dealing with all that kind of stuff? Uh, man, honestly, it was, I was, remember, it was frustrating, you know, and yeah. honestly, I remember hearing it for the first time in high school, actually. Oh, really? Okay. And, yeah. And, you know, I continued in college, but, you know, the first time I heard it was my, after my first high school state title, you know, and you know how like every state they have their, their online sports forums, you know, they talk about like the local high school teams and the sports and, sure. you know, so I remember, you know, I won my first state title. I go onto the, the Arizona wrestling forum board and there's like a, a, the category, you know, or whatever the topic was, it was Robles state title. I'm like, Oh sweet. You know, they're talking about me. I click it and question is like, does Robles have an unfair advantage because you know, it's like what the heck, you know? And so I started dealing with, with it there. Uh, and then more in college, you know, as I got better and better and, you know, it, it was just kind of crazy to have that shift, you know, because like at the beginning when I wasn't good, you know, when I was struggling in high school and college, because mm-hmm. I did struggle in college for a little bit, you know, I, I kind of got the sympathy, like a uh, poor kid, you know, he's doing his best, you know, people cheering for me. Uh, but then as I got better, then the haters started to come out, you know, then they're like, it's not fair because this, 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 and this. I'm like, I said, well, you know, really what I did was I, I, I just, I did the best of what I had, you know, it's like, I, 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 I say it's an advantage. Like, yeah, you know, I turned a disadvantage into an advantage. You know, I worked with what I had and, you know, big picture. It's like, you know, what was hard was I had to learn a whole new style of wrestling from scratch. You know, there was no other one-legged wrestler that I could uh, mimic that I could learn from that I could copy their style. You know, I had to do every single move differently. That was a disadvantage. You know, there were certain positions on the mat that I, I had to avoid getting in because of the balance. You know, mm-hmm. and where it became an advantage was when, you know, I created this unique style that other people couldn't train for. They couldn't prepare for me. You know, right. I could prepare right. for a tall wrestler, a stocky wrestler, whatever. And so, you know, but, you know, the more I got into it and I talked to my coaches about it and they kind of counseled me on it, they're like, well, you know what? You know, you're getting somewhere when the haters start coming out on you, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, the more I looked into it and I thought about it, it's like, well, I mean, he's right, you know? And, and unfortunately, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, how good you are at what you do, there's going to be negativity. You know, there's going to be haters. There's going to be people that, you know, unfortunately make fun of you, laugh at you, mock you. But my advice to that is, you know, ask yourself, why should you care? You know, it's like if I listen to the people who felt sorry for me, which in my mind was negativity, you know, because they were having these low expectations and, you know, by believing the way they did, I would live down to those. And then, you know, if I listen to the people who were upset because they felt like I had an advantage, the haters, it's like, well, I wouldn't be where I am today. You know, I wouldn't be blessed to have, you know, these medals in my office and in the awards. You know, you can't listen to the haters. You can't listen to the people who, who, who doubt you, who want to bring you down or who say, you know, negative things about you. You know, you have to focus on, on your support, on the positive things and build on that because, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what they say. You know, they can hate all they want. What matters is what you do with your opportunity that you have and the situation you're in. You know, I don't, I don't regret it for a second. It's like they can they can say what they want. I'm smiling because, you know, I come home and I look at my, my, my medals and, you know, my brackets. I don't, I don't want that to sound yeah. cat, cocky, you know, but no. it's like you have to focus on you, focus on your dreams, your goals, and go for it, you know. Yeah. Don't let the, the, that stuff hold you back. Yeah. yeah. It's just That's such awesome. a – it's so bizarre to me. Because it just – it sounds to me, again, not understanding the, the world of wrestling, but just for, as a competitor, as an athlete, it just sounds soft. Like, you know, <laughs> I you're, 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 you're basically saying you're trying to dress it up as, Hey, there's an advantage. It's unfair. But what you're really saying is like, 
we're having a tough time competing with this monster. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. It's like, we'll just, you got to get better or put more work in. You know what I mean? So like, don't make excuses. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Just, I don't know. Exactly. That's, that's get all better. I say. Get better. <laughs> just get better. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Exactly. Weird. It's just wild to me. Yeah. Um, you see, I mean, obviously you display this mental toughness about yourself and ultimate resiliency. And it see just by talking to you just through here, it seems, it seems like that comes a little more naturally for you than others. That's not to say you haven't had to work hard at those areas, but, um, just for our audience, um, can you speak to the, how important mental toughness and resiliency is on competition and how that related to you and your journey? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, mental toughness, you know, when I think of mental toughness, I think about my, my experiences in wrestling to where, you know, almost specifically a situation was in, we call it hell week. You know, it's like, uh, you know, for Arizona state wrestling, we go through hell week because they don't, they don't cut wrestlers at the beginning. They make you quit. You know, okay. they, they see who's mentally tough enough to handle it. So they put you through these crazy workouts to, to see who's, who can last. You know, they try to break you. And so, you know, for me, mental toughness, I think about that because like there are situations where I was close to wanting to quit. You know, we're lifting these heavy plates up, you know, rep after rep after rep. I'm just saying, man, all I got to do is just drop the plate and walk away. You know, I can just sit down. I can just get a drink of water. But the mental toughness side of me was like, you know what? I got one more rep in me. You know, I can go a little bit further. I got one more in me. And that's what I think describes mental toughness perfectly. You know, in life, it's like, yeah, you know, we face hard times. You know, we, we go through tough situations where it, it can beat us down. And I think, unfortunately, it's sad. I think a lot of people are kind of going through that right now. You know, I mean, I mean, some more than others, like people are losing their jobs, you know, people are losing their, their, their businesses. And, you know, that can just break you, you know, but you have to, you have to tell yourself, I got, I got more fight in me. You know, I got a little bit more, I can go a little bit further, you know, I can last one more day and then one more day. Then, you know, and that's how I look at it. You know, just think about it, just, just one more step, you know, just go one more, you know, and that's the mental toughness part of it. You know, as far as resiliency goes, you know, I, I think it's also important because, you know, like I talked about, we, we do face the setbacks. We do get the losses and the bumps, you know, but you know, it's not about that. It's how you respond to it. It's about just bouncing back, you know, and you know, it, it is tough, but the way I think about it and what helps me is I try to remember the, the positive things in my life you know, when, when I'm struggling, you know, and I like to think of it, it's like, okay, if a negative thought pops into my head, then I have to have two positive things, you know, and, and, you know, honestly, like with things that were going on with COVID, you know, like I said, my schedule got just completely wiped clean from speaking events. Like, I don't even know when my next in-person event's going to be right now, because who knows when crowds are going to be okay, you know, and that was, that was very scary, you know, it was a scary situation, but, you know, I started thinking, okay, well, what are the positive things? You know, what can I, what can I do in this time? You know, I, I, like I said, I can work on material. I can now work on this podcast. I can, I can do things like that. You know, I, I love getting into real estate. That's a, a, a hobby of mine, you know, like house flipping stuff like that. So it's like, I can work on my house. I can watch YouTube videos and learn how to do different things. You know, um, it's like find those things, those positives in spite of the negatives, you know, despite the negatives and just try to focus on those things, feed yourself the positive stuff. And that's how you become more resilient. You know, it, it, just think about the positive things, even when you lose, like in a wrestling match. I mean, I hated losing. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate it. Even sometimes, you know, I would win and I would be mad because I felt like I could do better, you know, yeah. but uh, 
I always think is like, you know, you have to, you have to walk away and no matter what, win or lose, you have to learn from the experience. Think about the positive things that happen and just think about how you can improve, how you can get better. You know, use your situation. Like, what can I do to build myself up? And then the more you do that, uh, you know, you get stronger and you turn around through your life's journey and you see the challenges that you've gone through, you know, mentally, physically, whatever. And you're like, man, I made it through that. I can make it through this. You know, this is just one more thing. And, you know, little by little, you just get stronger and stronger mentally. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's I mean, great. that, yeah, because it just, well, and that is super relevant today, like with what you said, with everything going on with, you know, athletes and coaches and programs, you know, just speaking to that audience with um, just they're thinking, what are we going to do now? And they base their identity on their sport. And so that was really good advice for you to say, like, you know, focus on maybe focus on something else or a lot of, you know, or they could, you know, keep practicing and doing whatever they're doing. But that was really good. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. just control what you can't control, yes. you know? Yeah. 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 So I want to, I want to go back because I think you said just something I'm really I'm always interested about, especially with division one athletes. Um, and you talk about hell week and all that, which sounds terrible, especially you living in Arizona. Uh, I imagine that they, they love using the heat to their advantage when they put you through that. So yeah, I, I can't even imagine, but for, for an athlete who may a junior or senior who's, who has D one, you know, aspirations, um, is it even possible to like mentally and physically be prepared when you step into that division one thing, or do you just have to kind of be ready of like, okay, whatever happens, I just got to be mentally tough because I can't even really go into that situation. You know, does that make sense? Like you can't really prepare yourself. Can you, or can you? Is it possible? Um, I, I think you, you can prepare yourself up to a point, you know, physically be ready to go and, you know, just making sure that number one, you know, for any, any high school athletes that are considering going to college, make sure first and foremost that your know, academics are first, you know, I mean, there's only so far, it doesn't matter how good you are in your sport. It, there's only so far your sport can take you, you know, I mean, uh, and, and so I'd say, you know, make sure, yeah, take care of business on the court, you know, on the rest of the mat and on the field field but make sure that your academics are equally if not more uh, important to you but I would say yeah you know uh, just train as hard as you can but also just go in with the mindset knowing that you're going to be challenged you know you're going to in some some way you're kind of going to feel like uh, you're starting all over again like you're, you're learning your sport all over again yeah uh, I mean that's honestly how I felt you know and I remember coming in, I was a two-time high school state champ. Like I said, you know, good record, high school, high school national champ. First uh, maroon and gold wrestle offer, you know, to see who the starting spot is. I'm wrestling that as a freshman. I get pinned hmm. in the second period. I hadn't gotten pinned since I was a freshman in high school, you know. And, and yeah. you know, I was getting beat by guys in the room and, you know, I was making mistakes. And, you know, you just have to be prepared for that. You know, it's another level. It's going to be a challenge. But, um, you know, it's normal. You know, it, it's normal for you to feel that challenge. It's normal for you to feel like, you know, uh, you're not sure if you can compete at that level. Like maybe you're not good enough. Uh, a lot of athletes, the majority of, of athletes going into the college level, they feel that way, you know, but what separates the ones who, who last and who are successful are the one from the other ones that, you know, break is that they're willing to push through that and, you know, just uh, track their, their, their progress as they're going, you know, even slow progress is progress is what I like to say, you know, so like, you know, set those mini goals. Yeah. You want to, you know, like I, I wanted to be a national champ, all American, all that, but it was going to take a bit, 
you know? So it's like, I had to go in with the mindset of, you know, I need to have, have a daily goal. You know, I had, I had to have a daily thing that walking away that day, I would have some sense of victory, you know, whether it was to take down one person in the room or to give up less points or whatever, you know? So like when you go in, in college and if you feel that way, you're like, man, I don't know if I, if I belong here, if I'm good enough, set up those little goals for yourself, you know, set up those little things that you can achieve victory. And so that you can stay motivated to get through those times because it gets easier, you know, it gets better. Um, but sometimes it might take longer than you want, you know, than you expect. Um, but that's what makes it so special and worthwhile, you know, it's, it's that challenge of it. Yeah. Speaking of goals, what was it like to break the Guinness book of world records for pull up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is insane. Uh, it was, uh, it, it was Wait, weighted, weighted and not weighted. Tell yeah. us about both of them. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awesome. You know, I, the way those came out, I was just, I was getting bored. Not, yeah. <laughs> not, uh, you know, not having like physical competition. He was like, you know, I, yeah. I stopped wrestling when I was, uh, I, I stopped competing in wrestling when I was 22. Mm-hmm. You know, I turned 23 in mm-hmm. July. So, you know, after high, college, I, I was just done competing. And so, you know, I was lifting at the gym, but I was just getting bored, <laughs> you know, just lifting weights and not really yeah. challenging myself in some way. So I was like, you know, that'd be fun to go after some pull-up records. And uh, my first one was, it was the most pull-ups in a minute. Uh, just my body weight. Uh, that happened uh, it was a year ago. I had that. I made that attempt in November um, at a New York Jets football game. Uh, wow. It was like, you know, yeah. And so I ended up doing, uh, I did 62, 62 in a minute. The previous record oh was 61. Wow. Uh, I was, uh, I think I sat, <laughs> I sat down for like an hour and a half after I just didn't move. My body was, <laughs> oh, my body was shot. <laughs> wow but I mean, oh it was cool God. though I mean I think they said like there's like around 80,000 fans there and you know I remember I took a I jumped up the bar to take literally like a second break to shake my arms out and the crowd could sense that I was wearing down and so they just started like yelling you know and so here I am I'm, I'm on this at this uh they called it the I think they called it the hangar and so it's kind of like a platform like overlooking the field oh. and so the, all the fans could see me. I'm on the and so you know, I'm just there and I jump down, they start screaming. So I jump back up. I'm like, I'm, I'm going all the way, you know, I'm taking it home. And uh, that was a cool, really cool experience. Um, wow. You know, I mean, after that, I was like, you know, I, I want another challenge. You know, I want another one. And yeah. uh, so this most recent one I did was it was most pull-ups in a minute uh, with an 80 pound pack. Uh, and, you know, so I put on an extra 12 pounds of muscle for that one. Um, and then I had my attempt this past March. Um, it was here in Arizona. It was a Na- at a NASCAR race in, in Phoenix. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. And so the previous record was 18. Um, I believe I, I did 23, uh, 23 wow. reps to beat it. Wow. Uh, but that nice. was, that was sweet, you know, just a different, different atmosphere. I mean, the race fans were all into it and you know, we got to ride in the pace car after, but, uh, uh, you know, like I said, I like to challenge myself and, and, uh, keep busy. So, uh, uh it was, a, it was a blessing, a great opportunity. And, you know, I think one of the things I always talk about is, like I said, you challenge yourself, you know, get better, always improve physically after winning my national title. I, I wasn't really, uh, challenging myself to a level that I was used to, uh, you know, like, like going for a national title. Like, yeah, I was working out every day, but I missed, I missed that, that big goal. You know, 
And, you know, I was like, well, I'm, I'm turning 30 here soon. I want to, you know, I got to go on a vision quest. You know, I, I want some yeah. more big goals. It's not just, it doesn't just end with the NCA title. What's the next thing? And that's why those pull-up events came about. Wow. That's crazy. What do you, what's going through your mind right now, Josh, <laughs> about the pull-ups? Oh, no, I can't do pull-ups. So, uh, and Deb knows that. Yeah, Deb knows that, so she set me up for that. But I have to be honest. I can't do pull-ups. So here is someone who's 60, uh, how many was it again? 62? Uh, 62. Pull-ups are tough. That's insane. Thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I don't feel any better, but I do appreciate <laughs> you trying. And <laughs> that's, that's crazy, man. I can't even imagine. Like, so what's the, what's the process like? So do you just, who do you have to do you just contact Guinness and say, hey, I want to attempt this? And then like from the moment you contact them, how much time do you have before like your event is set up? Uh, well, really it's kind of up to you. So that, you know, we reached out to Guinness and you have to go through the whole application process. Like, mm-hmm. and then that, that's when you tell them like, okay, this is the record that I want to go for that I want to attempt. Uh, and this is the date and this is the location that I want to do it. Um, the first time we did it at the New York Jets uh, stadium at their game, um, yeah. We elected, because there's two ways you can do it. You can either get a judge to come out and officially like tell you on the spot if you, you break the record and they can give you the, the uh, um, they can give you the record right there on the spot or which, but that costs money, you know, or what you can do is, uh, you know, you can have judges there, but that you're, they're their own, your own people, like your friends or your coaches, whatever, you know, so they can be your official like tally scorers, official timer. They have to sign waivers. Um, you have, we had three cameras set up around um, my pull-up rig the first time I did it wow. and then we set all this documentation into Guinness and then they took a couple weeks to get back to us with the official word yeah uh, and if I got the record or not um, so you know we did that the first time around we you know, did our own with the cameras um, the second time uh, you know we, we brought an official judge out but uh, you know for me just to go for both of them before I, I t- announced it uh, I was training for uh, a year for my first record and about the same for my second a year, um, you know, wow. yeah, I had, had to get those reps in for the, yeah. the body weight. And then I had to bulk up for the second one. So it took a bit. Okay. And now what wow. the, the records that you set was like throughout your training process, was that the best you'd ever done or what, did you have some better ones during training? Um, actually for my first one, um, you know, I think I did, I did 62, uh, in practice, uh, I actually did 65 once. Wow. Uh, oh my and, gosh. Yeah, I was, I was, I mean, I was hammering around. I felt good. I, I think uh, two of the things that kind of impacted me, one, I think I didn't account for the weather being so cold. Sure. Uh, you know, it was like, uh, it was 40 degrees in New York or New Jersey. And, you know, yeah. it was, uh, it was windy. So it was cold. And yeah. I was used to training in, in a gym, which is like, what, like, you know, high 78, 80 degree sure. temps in there. So I think that played a factor, but then also, you know, that first attempt, I was so nervous um, that I think I, I overtrained mm, for it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I remember uh, maybe like a week before I did my last attempt and I was just, my, my body felt exhausted, you yeah. know, and I was like, okay, I got to take a step back. So I learned that lesson um, after that first attempt, you know, I got to got to tweak my training a little bit for the second one. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. just crazy. And I, just had this, awesome. I don't know what it is about our uh, you know, character combine you know, speakers that have come to our event doing pull-ups, but Goggins did his pull-up thing a little while ago too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was reading his book. He did that the most pull-ups in that 24 hours. It's, that's a yeah. lot of pull-ups. <laughs> so I don't, know the, I don't know what the connection is here, but our, our speakers love pull-ups. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Not the people Definitely. who work for Combine, but yeah, the speakers. Books <laughs> <laughs> are hard, man. I, it, yeah. I think it took me a couple of years to even just do like five. It, anyway, pull-ups are super hard. They're, so, they're tough. They're tough. They're brutal. They're tough. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, steering away from us not being able to do pull-ups like you can, Anthony, <laughs> I want to talk about <laughs> your books that you've written. Tell us yeah. about, you're an author. Yes. I am. Yeah. So tell us about that. Well, so far, you know, the only book I've come out with, it's, it's called Unstoppable. It's, it's okay. my, about my, just my life story. It's called Unstoppable from Underdog to Undefeated. Um, yeah. And it was just, it was really cool writing that, you know, I, I got to work with Austin Murphy. He was my ghostwriter. Cool. Uh, hey. And for a, a while, he was the, uh, the senior sports writer for uh, Sports Illustrated. Wow. Uh, and, you know, just having the opportunity to write the book, you know, I get to travel and speak, but usually my, my speeches don't really last longer than like, at, at most like 45 minutes um my book was my opportunity and my way of being able to get my whole story out there you know like like the stuff that i'm not that i struggle with saying you know like 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 uh the things I'm, I'm i'm insecure about you know like like the hard times growing up things that really hurt um mm-hmm. and so it was rough going through that experience of, of like you know just reliving certain memories and putting it in the book but i felt like I needed to do my best to put my whole story out there because, uh, you know, by putting all my challenges out there, all my, my failures, all my weak points, uh, I felt like that would reach people the most. That would touch people the most, you know, it's like, yeah. Like when you have like a story, that's everything turned out good, you know, like they got their, your goal, whatever it's, it's cool to hear, but mm-hmm. it's like people can relate to pain, you know, people can relate to the doubt. They can relate to the struggles and, uh, you know, that's how you can motivate them. I say, I, I've been where you've been, you know, I've mm-hmm. gone through what you've gone through in some way. And so that was my mindset, just, you know, putting stuff out there. And, you know, I think in a way it was kind of a, kind of therapeutic, you know, just, you know, talking about certain things. And it was like, I remember certain, certain times talking to Austin is like, I was, I was almost tearing up. There were certain times I straight up, I always started crying. I was like, man, I didn't, didn't realize it still hurt, you know, right. this much, yeah. you know, but wow. Uh, but just walking away, having that finished product, uh, having my book and looking at it, uh, it was, it was special. You know, I, I hope it touches people's lives and, you know, uh, down the road, I do have the goal of writing another book. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn right now. I, I want to do like a mentor type book to like, you know, junior high, high school age, um, uh, students out, there, you know, kids, but also possibly a children's book as well. Um, oh, that'd so, be awesome. Yeah. And I think that'd be cool. You know, so I got, I got a lot of ideas and, you know, I'm working a lot of things, a lot of things right now, but, uh, you know, that's something that's, uh, definitely in my future is writing more books. Cool. That's exciting. What's, I'm really curious. What's that? Cause I know, especially after, it feels like after you won the Jimmy V award, um, I'm sure things just kind of went crazy from there, right? Like you were probably even more well known and people probably stopped you a lot more. What's that, what's that feeling <laughs> like when you have someone reach out to you, whether it's on social media or out in public, where there's like, Hey man, you inspire me and they kind of share your story. Like what's that? That's got to feel good, right? Uh, It's an extreme honor, you know? And honestly, I, uh, you know, I never got into wrestling for attention. You know, I'm, I'm kind of uh, when people get to know me, they, they think they kind of see I'm more of like a low key guy. It's like the chill, you know, I don't really need to be in the spotlight, you know, but you know, I I just remember uh, it was after, after the ESPYs, I was in New York city for an event. My mom and I, we were just, we were literally just walking around times square. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that someone stopped me. They're like, you're Anthony Robles. 
like, you know, can we get a picture? And then there's like other people like, can you give me a picture? And, you know, I remember in the past, some people would stop me like, oh, you're that wrestler. You know, you're that, you're that one-legged wrestler. And it's like, man, all of a sudden these people like know my name, you know, and <laughs> it was, it was crazy. But, uh, you know, really, I just feel blessed and honored for that, for the platform. You know, I'm honored to, to have people who, who recognize me, who know my story. And, um, you know, I, I just, I, I love having that support. And, you know, what I, the way I see it, it's, I'm very fortunate to be in this position, you know, to share my story. You know, I, I was blessed to achieve my goals and I'm honored to have their support, but I want to do what I can to use this to help uh, motivate others uh, to get to their mountaintops. Like I was able to get to mine, you know, and, and so for people to recognize that way and support me, uh, it's an honor and, you know, anything I can do just to say thank you and, and give back, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, and unfortunately it's, you know, I do have a lot of people that, that reach out through social media to me and I, I can't always get to all the messages um, there's only one of me and <laughs> only a certain amount of time in the day, but right. you know, I, I do my best to, uh, to give back when I can to, to respond when I can and, you know, help out that, uh, that next Anthony Robles type story coming up, you know, because, uh, I mean, nobody does it alone, you know, and, and uh, I want to be able to help those who need help when, when I can. Right. That's yeah. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I can't imagine. Um, I mean, just thinking like, you're like, you know, I'm sure your DMS get flooded. I can't imagine, you know, your, you know, your phone probably breaks and stuff. <laughs> you can't even like open it. But um, yeah, well, and and it's an honor for us to talk to you. So I just want yeah. to say thank you again for hopping on here. This oh, is pleasure. awesome. Okay, so we know that. Can you talk about your movie a little bit I, with what I, you I, can with what I, you can tell us? Absolutely, I, I can share a yeah. little bit. Um, okay. So you know what I can share right now. Um, you know, we've all, we're all finished with the script. Uh, some amazing news came out a couple months back. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, and his company, Seven Bucks Productions, along yeah. with 101 Studios, they will be um, producing the film. Um, it's got the a director, big deal. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <big deal. laughs> I, I got that news. Yeah. yeah, right? It's like, <laughs> I got that news. And I was like, man, The Rock, The Rock is going to yeah. make a movie about me. It was, it was nuts. Yeah. And what made it hard was, uh, and I, I think I knew, I knew two months, two months before the news became public. Yeah. And it was so hard to keep it a secret, you know? <laughs> so, oh, no like, doubt. <laughs> yeah. You know, like my family, they knew and that was it. And so like, you know, people yeah. would ask us, you know, friends would ask us and we're like, you know, man, I wish, I would, you know, if you only knew what we know right now. Right. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so, you know, we had Dwayne Johnson, he's on board now. Um, Jason Hall, uh, he wrote the script for American Sniper. Uh -huh. um, yeah. He is going to be the director. I mean, an, an amazing guy. Um, he actually wrestled a little bit growing up, quite a bit. Uh, oh, so he cool. knows, yeah, he knows the wrestling background, that mentality, and I mean, an amazing writer. Uh, so he'll be directing. And, uh, you know, I'm not allowed to say who's playing me right now. I want to uh, know, know so badly. <laughs> I want to know so badly. <laughs> I, I wish oh, I could no. tell you, but uh, what I can say is uh, he's an, uh, an amazing actor. Um, cool. he's someone that, you know, if I would say his name, people would know, um, especially with what he's done recently. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, you know, so right now with everything going on with, uh, you know, COVID-19 things being a lockdown in Hollywood, uh, you know, we were hoping to start filming, um, like June or July. Uh, obviously we don't know what's going to happen right now. We're hoping mm -hmm. to get going as soon as possible. Uh, once things open up, we're gonna have to go and check schedules and stuff like that. But uh, from what I was told, you know, this is, this is really their priority project and, you know, they want it 
out and in theaters sometime next year. That was always the plan. Wow. Uh, you know, we're hoping to stick to that plan. So we'll see. Um, the actor that's playing me, he has come out to Arizona a number of times just to hang out with my family, with me, to kind of start getting the character. Uh, he's worked with my uh, former assistant wrestling coach, Brian Stith from Arizona State. Uh, so, you know, he's getting wrestling training. He was, uh, he's lifting right now on his own. Uh, a cool thing, which is I'm really excited about is uh, I'll be basically, I'll basically be on stunt double. So a lot oh, of the wrestling cool. scenes, yeah, a lot of the wrestling scenes will be me, uh, you know, out there, you know, doing all the wow. stuff. So uh, it's, it's been a fun process just getting ready for that because, you know, having the actor come out, you know, we were like, uh, you know, we were going through wrestling motions, you know, that, like certain things that I do, my mannerisms, the way I move around and like my setups. And so he was like shadowing me. So it was like a mirror. We were moving around like, you know, cool. and it, it was really neat. So, you know, we've been, uh, you know, we compare pictures where we're matching up body types, you know, like, like dieting, bulking, you know, trying to get as similar as possible. So uh, it's been really cool. A lot of fun. Uh, and I just, I can't wait to really get to film and it's, I'm anxious. <laughs> that's oh my that's gosh. awesome. Yeah. I'm looking, we, yeah. I'm, sorry, I was just going to say, I, I, I'm not gonna have a movie made about me, but I imagine it's gonna be a weird thing seeing your story on screen. Have you thought about that? <laughs> I, I have. Uh, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be crazy, you know. Uh, but again, blessed for the opportunity, and uh, you know, it, it took a while to get everything to where it's at. Um, yeah. I mean, where are we? We're, we're nine years out from me graduating. Uh, okay. Almost ten years graduating from college. Yeah. Um, you know, I had the opportunity it was literally the night of my championship. You know, I was celebrating at dinner with my family in Philadelphia. We were getting phone calls uh, from companies wanting me to sell my life rights for a movie. You know, it was, wow. so it, it was, yeah, it was that quick, but you know, it was a new world for me. And, and so I wanted to take my time getting in there. And, and, you know, when I got with the people and just got, I sought advice, you know, they were telling me like, you got to be careful. Uh, you know, I don't want to say anything bad against you know, the Hollywood industry, but, you know, a lot of times what tends to happen is they can take a story that's real and change it and Hollywoodize it. And a lot of times uh, the people who they tell a story about are unhappy with how they told it. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like, you know, it was important to me to have the right people around the story to tell it in a way to where, you know, I could look back years from now and, you know, when my kids watch it because this is going to be around for the rest of my life. You know, yeah. I wanted it to be something that I could be proud of. You know, when people ask me about the movie and, you know, how it was told, I don't want to, I don't want to have to be in the position where I have to lie about it. You know, it's where I, I cringe and, you know, and bite my lip thinking, oh, you know, I hate how they did this, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, we, we actually, uh, we started working on the script first, took a longer route, and then we started approaching companies with the script. And, you know, so they obviously, they still have some artistic creativity that's so where they can kind of change certain things. But, uh, you know, right now where we're at, I, I'm, I can honestly say that I'm proud of, how the story is going to be told, you know, this last script that I read, I, I'm beyond honored with the people that are around it. Um, you know, I think we made the right, I made the right decision, you know, waiting this long and it's yeah. going to be something that my family can be, uh, you know, be happy with at the end. And that was most important more than just getting on the big screen, you know, getting my name out there and, and making money or whatever. It's like, you know, I wanted, uh, I wanted to be true to my values and where I come from, you know, my upbringing. Mm -hmm. So. Right. Well, I commend you for that because I can't, I can't, like Josh said, there's not going to be a movie about me either. So like, I can't imagine someone approaching you like in, you know, the life rights for a movie 
and I, and a just a, an ordinary person just being so excited and yes yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. they see like they yeah. see Hollywood they see dollar signs but for you to like carefully consider it and just do your research and obviously it sounds like you have a great support system surrounding you so just being able to like talk to the talk to them and just taking your time with it is just very commendable yeah because sure. like you said now it can be it can be the way that you will be proud of it and that your family will be proud of it as well. Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, I'm not going to lie, you know, it was stressful yeah. and it was, it was hard. It was a hard decision. You know, it's like, here they are. Like I, I can't name names, but it's like, you know, there were certain production companies like, Hey, here's the contract you sign. We could have a check to you next week. We want this movie out. Wow. you know it was like that you know and so wow. it's like I, I i was i was afraid it's like well on one hand you know I'm, am i crazy like turning down these offers like who gets these offers like this and then says no right. like i i might not i might not get this opportunity down the road you know mm -hmm. and so it was right. something that uh, you know I, I talked to my family about it really i prayed about it i thought long and hard about it and it's like you know at the end of the day I, I wanted to be able to live with myself and be proud of it. You know, it's like, that's what's most important. I didn't want to sell out, you know, and I want to protect right. my family and scary, tough, you know, but uh, uh, look, look where we're at now. It's, uh, it yeah. was worth yeah. it for sure. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. No, that's awesome. And just Very kind of cool. a segue into this, one of our last questions. We want, we don't want to keep you too long. We want to be respectful of your time, but um, I thought we had five hours with him. That's what you told me, Josh. <laughs> oh, sorry. I did forget to, tell, I forgot to tell you that, Anthony. We've got you for like the entire day. So hopefully you're not busy. <laughs> I just got to get my flips in for the day still. So. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Well, we don't, let, we don't have much time then because he can do how many? 62 in a minute. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, But hey, like, yeah. like just everything that Deb said, you know, all the decisions and your mentality towards the decisions that you made. Um, I think it says a lot about your character, which is why we've had you speak at the character combine so many years because you have such solid character. Um, but for you, how would you define character and why is it so important for really anybody, but specifically for our platform coaches and athletes? I would say, you know, I would define character as like, you know, doing what you, you, you know, was right you know, and acting a certain way that, you know, you should when, when it's hard, you know, when it's tough. I mean, whether it's in, in, whether it's in athletics or in your life, you know, it, it's uh, pushing, it's holding yourself at a higher standard. You know, it's not about like what's acceptable. It's not about what's, what can, you can get by with what's good enough. It's like, you know, you hold yourself to a higher standard uh, at a champion level. You yeah. know, I mean, I mean, ethically, uh, athletically, whatever, it's like set the bar high, you know, and, and, and live to that. And it's not, it's not easy. It's hard, you know, like everyone falls forward and makes mistakes. And I, I, you know, I'm the first one to tell you that I can always be better in certain areas, you know, but I think that's what it, that's what character is, is that knowing, you know, knowing uh, you'll never be at that level, but always trying to be at that level if that makes sense, you know, yeah, like, sure. like trying, trying to be a better person, trying to be a better athlete, you know, trying to live a better lifestyle, whatever, you know, like striving to be better in everything. I think that's character. It's not just like, you know, whatever, you know, forget it. I, I don't really care. It's, this is easy. So, you know, just, you know, slacking, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's a great answer. Love it. Um, do you have any, um, <clears throat> like, uh, 
Do you have any advice for any coaches and athletes just, um, just during this whole pandemic thing and just how people can, I mean, you kind of have said it this whole time throughout this interview, but just, I guess any one last, you know, one last word of advice for just how they can keep their head up around this time. Yeah. You know, I would say, uh, I mean, to athletes, you know, like I said, just, just focus on what you can control. You know, I know we can't, you can't exactly go out to the gyms and you know, get together with your team right now, but you can, you can do some training on your own, you know, whether it's just in your backyard, doing pushups, whatever, you know, just, just figure out something that you can do. Uh, it's gonna, uh, that's gonna get you a little bit closer to your athletic goal, you know, just stay active and, uh, stay positive to coaches as well. You know, just stay positive. I know this is a rough time. It's stressful. And you know, what, what makes it the hardest I think is that, uh, uh, nobody knows exactly like how it's going to all, it's all going to, play out how it's going to end when it's going to end you know it's like it's just a big question mark this is a new territory for us all. so i think that's what's is, is the, the unknown you know so i mean just just stay positive you know we are going to get through this you know um i mean we we can see it now places are opening up little by little you know states are opening up um but uh just just stay positive just count the blessings in your life you know just, uh, remember that uh you know you've been through challenges before you know, individually, I mean, this country's been rough times before, but we've gotten, gotten through that and we've gotten through it stronger, you know, so uh, just uh, lift each other up is what I'd say most of all, you know, I mean, whether it's through Zoom, whatever, reach out to your friends, you know, just, just stay tight and uh, lean on each other. I think that's the, the biggest thing, you know, I, I, I have a team, you know, I'm not on a, on a wrestling team, but I like to say I have my team in my life. You know, uh, yeah. uh, who I can lean on, I can seek advice from, who can motivate me and encourage me. I mean, I, I had one just this morning. You know, I, I was doing a little uh, uh, Zoom call with, with a, a good friend who's a, a pastor at FCA, you know, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I just share with him some stuff and, and, you know, he prayed for me and it's like, it's someone I can lean on, you know. Yeah. So you have your teams, you know, coaches, you have your athletes uh, on each other, get each other through this. I mean, you might not be able to be in the physical together, but. And in the mental, you know, you can still, you can still keep each other, you know, intact. You can still build each other and and help each other grow. So stay tight. Yeah. Cool. That's that's where we're going to end it. Anthony, where can they follow you on social media and all those places? Uh, Social media on on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at a Robles one, two, five. That's a R O B is in boy L E S one, two, five. And then my website, if anyone wants to check me out there, it's, uh, it's Anthony at Anthony So you know, I post stuff on there. My social media is tagged on there and I mean, hopefully man, I'll, I'll be launching my own podcast uh, June 3rd. So I, I got to pick your guys' brain and get some input and, you know, go yeah, from there. Yeah, for sure, man. Man, we would, we would yeah. love to talk to you about it for sure. And I can't, I personally can't wait for that one to come out. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll make sure we blast it out to all of our, uh, all of our audience as well. Cause I think they would get a ton of value out of that. So yeah. um, I'll be honored for your support. Yeah, for yeah, sure, man. And we, sure. uh, we'll keep an eye out. If you don't, if you haven't read his book, make sure you read his book unstoppable, uh, yeah. keep an eye out for the podcast, for the movie. And, yeah. uh, yeah. So man, we appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to speak with us. And, uh, yeah. we just really appreciate what you're doing, man. Uh, my yeah. pleasure guys. Thank you. you know, thank you for your support, for having me on and just, you know, keep, keep inspiring out there. Keep motivating. Appreciate yeah. it, man. You Deb, too. where can they follow thank us? You. you guys can follow us on Twitter at sports character, Instagram at character combine, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and that's it. That's it. Yes. That's it. And yeah. I believe we have some, uh, I believe we have some videos of Anthony speaking at past events. So go to our YouTube oh, cool. page and check that yeah, out yeah. Uh, to get a little taste of what Anthony can do from the stage. So awesome, man. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And thank uh, you. Take care. Thank you guys.